Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined in crystal clear Zencaster audio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Uh, boys, we have another episode on tap that hopefully will be a little bit less glum and a little more haha than the last one, um, in which I sounded like a grumpy old man and we all sounded glum and depressed. So we're going to try to do a little bit better. And one thing, boys, that makes me not glum, decidedly not glum, is gear swag with our logo on it from Missional Wear. Uh, Missional Wear has some new stuff, um, including uh, some leather goods with our uh, with our logo on it. So, Pipe, why don't you tell us about Missional Wear? Yeah, Missional Wear is uh, somebody we've worked with for probably over a year now, several months at least. To, Long rela- long-term they, relationship. We're going steady yes. with Missional Wear. Yeah, they're 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 an exclusive partner. Them, mm. Ligaris Roasters, and that's about it in terms of the you know. You, you can only be exclusive with so many partners at once. Um, yes, that's take right. That, take that whatever direction you want. Um, but Mission Aware, if you go to missionaware.com slash happy rant, we have our very own landing page. And there you can find all of the gear with our sweet, clear, happy rant logo on it. So we've got coffee mugs. We've got moleskin journals because you're not a writer unless you use moleskin. We've got T-shirts. Um Quick, uh, quick aside on the T-shirts. A few weeks ago, I got invited to speak at this this little like it was an, it was an event put on by a public library in Florence, Alabama, and um, so they just had some different authors come in and speak to people from the community. and And there was a person there who the first person to show up to my my little speaking things, you know, wasn't a big crowd, wearing a Happy Rant T-shirt, and uh, so I have seen one of these in the wild. It was navy blue and it looked. Super sharp. It looked great. And uh, so these are real and they're spectacular. <laughs> and and uh, so you can get T-shirts. We've got a variety of travel coffee mugs, which go really well with the Ligaris Roasters coffee, which you can find at happyrantpodcast.com. Mm. So there's, uh, there's black ones, which are sort of Yeti style. There's one that is called a leatherette, which means it has like that leather strap around it so that the cold or the hot metal won't bother your, your sensitive hipster fingers. And then, of course, we have pint glasses for those who enjoy such things. Uh, don't forget, Father's Day is coming up very soon. All of these make delightful gifts. You could put together a Happy Rant package of coffee and mugs and 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 moleskins and wrap it all in a T-shirt and give it to the father in your life uh, or the fathers, and they will be they will be the happiest person. And if you do that, you'll definitely be spending more than fifty dollars, which means if you use the code Rant you'll get a $10 discount. So use the code RANT at checkout at missionalware.com slash happy rant. You'll save $10 and they will throw in a happy rant sticker, which looks great on laptops or guitar cases or cars or wherever it is you put stickers. I like it, Pipe. I have those stickers on my on our, our cars, both of our vehicles. And uh, Really? You put them on the car? Dude, I put them on the car, man. I put them right in the car. I don't on your, what do you what do you drive? It's a, is it a Cadillac uh, Eldorado? Which, which Dude, yeah, it's an old it? it's an old caddy man, an old timey caddy. I uh, love it, and it looks uh, it looks terrific on the caddy. It also looks terrific on my uh, my lady's minivan. So um, it's a sticker for all occasions. And um, pipe one of my favorite things to do uh, with my Missional Wear Happy Rant mugs is to sip uh, Lagaris Roasters Happy Rant Signature Blend coffee from them. 
Uh, if you haven't done so already, go to happyrantpodcast.com, uh, buy a pound of Lagaris Roasters Happy Rant Signature Blend Coffee, and enjoy it, and then tell some people about it. So tweet about it, post a, a hipster uh, Instagram photo of, of you doing, like, uh, I don't know, your little pour-over routine or whatever it is that you Chemex do. Chemex or whatever. What's that? I said the Chemex, you know, yeah. that thing. Whatever. Whatever that thing is that you do with with the coffee, post a picture of it so that other people will buy uh, Ligaris Roasters Signature Blend Coffee. And uh, we want my coffee guy, Hector Ligaris, Heck Ligaris, uh, to be your coffee guy. And uh, that, that, that's all I'm going to say about that, man. I couldn't be more passionate about uh, Ligaris Roasters Coffee. But uh, speaking of people who are passionate, boys, um, something came out. Um, a, a little bit of news broke recently in uh, in the social media world in which um, pictures of Timmy K's sermon notes have been circulating. Now, Timmy K is one of our favorite people. We love Tim Keller. He's a great preacher, um, a friend of the program. And by friend of the program, I mean he's never, ever made any sort of contact with us whatsoever. Okay. But we feel friendly towards him. We feel friendly. We feel feelings of, of friendliness toward him. So – I feel that that qualifies him as a friend of the program. So this guy, man, these, these signature or uh, these these sermon notes are nutty. I'm looking at one right now. There's notes in the margins and lines. It looks like uh, you know that movie about the crazy guy, the crazy mathematician called A Beautiful the, Mind. Do you guys yes, remember that? The, the Russell Crowe one. The Russell Crowe one, and he had that little shed with like uh, lines drawn all over it and like pieces of yarn and stuff. That's what this sermon note uh, reminds me of. Big R, you're our resident man of the cloth. Um, you preach. Uh, every Sunday morning that you're not on the road, which means like four Sunday mornings a year. What do you what do you make of this? Oh, dude, that's funny, man. <laughs> dude, I mean, it's like, well, it's like anybody else, right? Like, so I don't like anyone to look at my sermon notes like ever. Yeah. And, and, and my sermon notes, my sermon notes look like they were literally like compared with Timmy K's. They look like they were literally scripted out by like the finest, like, you know, like handwriting <laughs> You know, like doctor calligraphy. in the world, calligraphy, yeah. like whatever yeah. person in the world. And um, but like even mine, like I don't I don't I wouldn't want anyone to look at him because they wouldn't know half the things I was saying, because, you know, you tend to shorten sentences and I'll just put like I'll put EX when I have an example that I want to give. Right. So who who's going to sure. know if they ever read it. Right. But you look yeah. at Timmy K's and you just go, dude, so let me get this straight, Timmy. Like you didn't want to just write sermon notes. You wanted to like be all like J.R. Tolkien and like just invent a new language to write your sermon notes out with. That's that's how it looks to me. It's so kooky. You just go, dude, how can you – like, you must be brilliant to be able just to even read your own writing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he want, it had just gotten too easy for him. He That's wanted to I'm create saying. a challenge. Right, right. It's like, dude, I'm literally going to close my eyes and just start typing, and then um, I'm going to preach my sermon off that because I'm so bored on Sunday mornings. That's how it feels when I look at Timmy K's notes. Pipe, what, See, did, your, uh, what did your pop sermon notes look like? Um. So he he manuscripts or he used to manuscript fully. I think he in his later years he kind of moved towards uh kind of a substantial outline. Yeah. And there was definitely tons of highlighting and underlining, but but the words were still legible. Sure. Which cannot be said for this picture of Tim Keller's sermon notes. Like <laughs> legible is not in the top 400 words I would use to describe what what that thing is. Um so like my dad looks like the scribblings of not a madman, but somebody who is 
who's just like worked this thing over. So there's it looks like really heavily edited. So there's notes in the margins and things like that. Keller's has like lines across it. It looks like there's like I think there's a pentagram in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just just craziness. It what it what his reminded me of. Do either of you watch the show Sherlock with Benedict oh, Cumberbatch? Yeah. Yep. When he is hunting Moriarty and he has that whole collage on the walls with like yarn running across his place, it's like a three dimensional, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to track all the connections. That was Keller's notes, except he managed to fit all of that onto an eight and a half by eleven piece of printer paper. I feel like if you're really passionate about something, like you're stringing yarn across your place. You know what I mean? Oh man, I've never been that passionate about anything. That's the like thing. Like the out. beautiful mind guy was was that into math or whatever? And in, in, in Sherlock is, you know, he's stringing the yarn up. Like, what what would make you guys string yarn across your place? What would it take? I mean, I mean, dude, I yeah, I mean, or I, have you ever strung yarn across your place? Maybe you've done it. Maybe I just don't know you well enough. You know. Maybe this is an experience that you've had before. I'm just afraid to admit the yarn that I've strung across anything at this point. You Baby, know? you've I, strung I, yarn that we wouldn't even know about. That's what I'm sorry. I mean, I have yarn. I have, <laughs> I have <laughs> yarns that are going. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. But I mean, it's uh, it's a little uh, it's a little mad scientist. You know what I mean? Like when you look sure. down at when you look down at Keller's like yarn sermon. I mean, it's it's <laughs> real. It's real mad scientist. Because here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It's like Keller. Wanna, here's an idea, dude. Why don't you make your sermon notes like two pages? So that is, you can actually spell entire words out rather than like shortening, you know, words like wood to like WD period. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, dude, I, here's an idea. How about making it two pages? But so, I, but maybe he's a conservationist and he's like, dude, I, I'm not – I can't use that much paper. That's not – I live in New York. I'm a, I'm a Manhattan guy. I'm yeah. all about, you know, conserving, you know, the tree. I mean maybe that's his vibe with that, you know? Who can maybe it's say? been a tough budget year for the church. They're just trying to save on office supplies. Well, dude, he's retiring in in June, right? So he he's like, I'm not just, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna waste my paper. I mean, no pun. You know, I'm not gonna do that. So if when you guys, if you guys just saw that picture and you're like, this is somebody's notes from a speech they were giving, what would you assume that person sounded like? Mm. Dude, that's a great question. Because I guarantee it's not like what Tim Keller sounds like. And by the way, as we're thinking about this question, I, <laughs> of course, the three of us are definitely probably the top three guys that should be giving Keller sermon advice, by the oh, way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he needs, he needs all the help he can get. He needs a lot clearly. of help. I he think clearly throughout yeah. his career, it's nobody understands struggle. anything he says. Hey, and we know what we're, we're compassionate about the struggle that Keller has towards preaching. I mean, there's, there's, I think he's made some inroads the last couple of years. Boys, I'm yeah, not he seems to be you. getting better. Too bad that I think train's he's coming to the better. end of the tracks. I know. Just when he was starting to get good, just when Keller was starting to get some traction, he's out. He cuts out. That's tough. And Tim, just putting out a line to you: if you ever need help uh, writing any books, we're here to help you with that as well. I know that's also been a struggle for you. So yeah, yeah any, anything we can aspect, do, you know, anything we can do, guys. He's done really well for himself, though. Like just given given the fact that he definitely has some major major struggles in those areas. I mean, we got to admit. I mean, he's done okay. It's kind of remarkable, actually. He really has. He's done. Yeah, he's a overcome nice a lot. Yeah. Timmy K, hats off to you. For yeah. The, uh, the the work that you've done in this area of writing and selling books and also giving sermons. I mean, um, Big T, how, how would you, you know, since we're on the subject, how would you encourage Timmy K, you know, in, in those struggles now that he's coming to the end of the road? I mean, how, how would you encourage our boy Tim? I'd say, you know what, you take away all the money <laughs> and all the fame 
and all the conference invites and all the book sales. And, and you know what? We're pretty much the same person Yeah. at the end of the day, you know? Well, you know, let it be known here that in our program, man, we've always been just, you know, we, we've always been supporters. Yeah. We've always been on the, we've always been on the Keller train. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we've, we know, we know most people don't support him. We know most people don't, you know, uh, don't appreciate him for his talents. We always have. We always actually, you know what? All, all kidding aside, I've been in reformed churches in the past where it's been like, well, I've got some concerns about Tim Keller. You know, he's really, I feel, oh, yeah. What have been some of the concerns? Tell me. Just he's a little liberal for my taste. Yeah. You know? And I don't mean for my taste. I mean, these people who are saying this, he's just a little, you know, I don't, I just. You learn just about everything you need to know about somebody if they call Tim Keller a liberal. Dude, that's true. That's You're so like, true. oh, I know exactly who that person is. I Dude, just- I had this one, I had this one situation, right, where I was arguing with this guy and I, and I sent him, you know, to prove my point, I sent him like a little Keller blurb. And the, the only thing he wrote back was he said, Keller's a Catholic sympathizer. That means nothing to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he just dropped that on me like that. Papist. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Pope Pope Keller. So, yeah, was, too too bad. Too bad he's never had any impact ministerially. Just true. slaving away in a small town where no one notices and nobody has <laughs> helped. Under the radar, you know. Under the radar. Poor guy. Boys, it's funny. I want to set up this next topic by asking a hypothetical question. So the the topic is, um, should adults have best friends? Or if you're an adult, should you use this handle of so-and-so is my best friend? And again, in our production meeting, uh, we were talking off the air about how kind of middle school that sounds, just that that moniker. But um, and I, w- I want to let you guys speak to that uh, here in a moment. But before I do, I want to ask you... Um, of the famous pastors that we've talked about a lot on this program, if you had to be best friends with one of them, who would it be and why? Am I allowed to exclude my dad because that's weird? Uh, yeah, you could exclude your dad. Okay. You could exclude your dad. Just, yeah, just for the, cause, cause I, I think the rules need to be I have to exclude him. Otherwise, uh, I'm otherwise, voluntarily doing so, and then I'm a bad son. Exactly. Yeah. No, you have to exclude him. That's the way the game Gotcha. Good. Excellent. He's your dad. He's not your friend, Piper. <laughs> That's the way I feel about being a dad. Who wants to be friends with their kids? That's terrible. Um, Ronnie, do you have a best friend in mind? You know what? I just think for sheer uh, enjoyment, I think I would roll with uh, someone like like Alistair Begg because I think hanging around with a, just Ooh. a perpetually angry Scotsman would be super funny and fun because I just think I just ask him all kinds of funny things. And I think at the end of the day, because, um, you know, because we'd be hanging out and we'd be just chatting about all kinds of different topics. And I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel intimidated by him. You know, I I think I think he would appreciate that. And I think it would be fun and funny. So, yeah, Alistair Begg for me. I'm going to go with Mark Driscoll. Oh, that's controversial. For for a couple reasons. One, I think he needs some friends who will tell him what's up. Uh And two, I... He just never knows. They're just not friends. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're ex-best friends. It'll be a Um, friendship. You know, it was worth a shot. And two, sometimes you just have to have a friend who's utterly unpredictable. Like, what's going to happen today? Like if you're yeah. friends with Rick Warren, you know that today is going to be a warm, pleasant day. He's going to have a hug for you. He just he he's just as friendly as can be. Driscoll, who knows? Total wild card. 
True. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, you know, especially because it's going to be a short-lived friendship if I tell him what's up. Um, I don't know. I think I would go that route. It sounds that's, intriguing to me. That is intriguing. What about you, Big T? Uh, I don't know, baby. I came up with this little... Uh, Besides this me, who, who would be your second? Well, yeah. I second? mean, celebrity pastor-wise, you know, I, it, it begins and ends with, with Ronald J. Martin, does it not? Um, ah, man. You know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna. I know we said we weren't going to talk about this guy today, and, and uh, I'm going to say at Jared C. Wilson only because you you guys are constantly talking up what a great dude he is, like not on the internet, like in real life. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your recommendation and go with at Jared C. Wilson. I mean, it, you know, I, everybody's like, sure. oh, he's such a he's such a nice. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't, guy, he, he might know? be a great guy. I, I I don't know as much about Jared C. Wilson right now as much as I do know about everything that's going on in the New England territories because his Instagram <laughs> has literally just been a nonstop barrage in, of everything. Maybe that's what I'm saying. I might get a nice trip to Cape Cod out of the deal. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> should because he, he I think he lives there. He owns Cape Cod. He has like houses. He has churches in Cape Cod. He, he, he might have a, in Cape Cod. a beautiful baby Maine lobster together in, in a nice time, no you know? Yeah. I mean, he's only posted, I think, seven pictures of Maine lobsters. So, you know, I don't know how he – I don't know but if he, he likes lobsters. But he posted 22 of Fenway Park and and the Red Sox game. So yeah. he, uh, you also get that out of the deal too. So. Yeah, you get I a little baseball a Red Sox out of the game. deal. Yeah. Dude, look at it. I'm going to the Red Sox. I'm going to, I'm going to eat some Maine lobster. I'm going to have a lovely time. You're going to hang out with like George Whitfield and look at like the original draft of Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God by Edwards. It's it's a it's dream. It's incredible. It's, it's a dream. A you guys, it's a dream. Okay, so let's uh, let, let's talk about this concept of best friends for adults, and in particular for adult men. How do we feel about this uh, this phrase being a thing? Pipe, you brought this to our attention, so I want you to 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 go first on this. Yeah. So the idea of of an adult having best friends, like I, it uh, full caveat, it may just be like a knee jerk thing against the term itself, because I'm fully in favor of adults having really close friends. But there's a difference to me between close friend and best friend. My 11-year-old daughter the other day laid out like the most complicated, dramatic uh in, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, it was like a it was like a terrible screenplay of former best friends, current best friends, current best friends who are likely to be former best friends and and all of the emotional rigors therein. And and so what I what I realized is that I've heard adults talk about things the same way. So I was I was remembering an instance at a church I used to go to where one lady who's in her forties referred to another lady who was not present as her best friend to somebody who thought she was her best friend. Oh. And then all hell broke loose after that in terms of like people who who stopped being best friends. Oh boy. And I realized that best friend best friends feels like a status symbol to me. Not a it's not like a qualitative statement. It's a statement of like of uh of privileged position. Mm. And that just strikes me as a recipe for disaster. Sure. As as it is. And and also like you're eleven. Yeah. Big R, what about you? I don't know. First off, let me just say, man, obviously, after hearing that pipe, it makes Big T and I super jealous that we don't have 11-year-old daughters. 
Uh, I think that's <laughs> you used to. That's the, yeah, I did. That was the first part. Um, secondly, well, I, it's kind of, I kind of I've kind of a weird story, like with Big M, right? Because there was I was there was this time she was standing there at church, and um, these two these two women were talking, and it was kind of the convo was kind of like this thing where she steps in and and she goes, "Oh yeah, I didn't know you guys were, I don't know you guys like knew each other." She, and then she said, "I didn't know you guys were friends." And mm. then the one woman says, "No, best friends like oh. that." And they're they're like you know I mean they're like thirty seven years old or whatever kind of a thing right yeah yeah and uh, Melissa was just like she's like um like do we like do we say are we allowed to even use that word anymore at this age like is that still like a thing like it wasn't good enough that I just said you guys are friends you had to qualify it with with best friend and there was just something sort of like it was almost like a way of her saying like I have exclusivity to this person so back off mm. you know what I mean. And I yeah. just think, like, once you start adulting, you know, uh, in in life, you know, past the age of of eighteen, I, I don't know that that I don't I don't know if there's such a thing as that best friend dynamic as an adult, right? Right. I mean, because it it has to look different. It can't look the same as it does when you're eleven, which is when I think it is at its just most, you know, like um, glorious, right? Because you can have that exclusive. <laughs> oh, is, is that the word for it? That's that's not at all how I would have described. I was just thinking about experience your dad for a minute here while I was saying that, man. And so, okay, um, yeah, not not how I would have described the experience of helping an eleven-year-old navigate uh, best friend. By glorious, I meant most torturous because there's no. Yeah. She, She's not going to sleep for the next like eight years. She's going to be so tweaked about who and who either that or she'll be over it in seven minutes because there's like ice cream or something. I don't know. It's so who knows? Or she's best gained for- an additional like two best friends in that seven minute period. Right? Yeah, that, that can happen. But yeah, yeah, but as adults, I like I don't even know what a best friend is supposed to look like in the sense that. I mean, who has like when do you hang out and how? It's not like you have unlimited time to hang out and it's. I mean, I don't. I just don't even know what that's supposed to look like anymore. So maybe you guys can enlighten the. the- can Can I give a caveat? Do not at us with my spouse as my best friend. Oh, please, right, yeah. listeners. Like that we get it. Without, yeah, that goes without. Like, that's that's a it's good. Good. That person ought to be the most important person in your life. Uh, we're talking about the other friends. Just right. The other non-spousal best friends that you really don't have because we're saying right now we don't believe in adult best friends. I don't know. Although, so I got I got a really interesting. So I tweeted something about this, and Sam Alberry, who is he's that who's a pastor and author, very thoughtful guy, very funny guy, lives in England. He he has written very publicly about. So he's he is uh, he struggles with same sex attraction, but is celibate and and uh, he responded and said people in his in that place in life for them the idea of best friend is something very different than it would be for like what we're talking about mm-hmm. and that was a very helpful perspective for me because I realized i was I was pretty myopic in where I was coming from mm-hmm. but but even then he he wasn't defending the term best friend just the idea of a really core group of close friends who you can share a lot of life with. That concept I'm totally on board with. It's the idea of like best friend in that in that way that you just described, Ronnie, where where somebody's like, no, no, not just friends, best friends. Exclusivity. Like right. almost well, like you can't touch it. You can't touch this person. Yeah, exclusivity, like, no, they're my my best friend. They're just your friend. Total like ownership. If, if you two were best friends and I was just a friend, I would be the third wheel on the podcast. And maybe I am and I just haven't picked up on it yet because I don't have the emotional intelligence. 
No, but we just said, I just told you I don't believe in it, so it can't be true. Why won't so. Pipe leave us alone? <sighs> He's always here talking. <laughs> oh, dude, that's really funny. What, what's your take on it, Big T? Lay it out there. Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> try harder. <laughs> Wait, what? I said try harder. Yeah, yeah, try harder. Um, yeah, it, it, it sounds... It just sounds like a stupid thing for a grown-up to say. You know what I mean? It's it's like when you meet a here's a here's an analogy. You meet a middle-aged couple in their dating, and the guy goes, "This is my girlfriend." <laughs> like like you just gave him your clay, you gave her her class ring in a in a Letterman's jacket. You know, it's like you're 45. There should be another word for it. What um, is the other word for it? I don't know, partner. But that sounds really smug and like grad schooly. So I hate that too. Or or kind of like. So let's if you could say we're dating, that doesn't yeah. sound childish. Kind yeah. of like you could say we're friends. This is my friend, so right. and so. As yeah. an adult, that that does not sound uh, that's true. Childish or dumb. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, don't yeah. Think I, I just feel like best friend locks you in in a in a way that you don't want to be locked in. You know what I mean? You want some fluidity there in your life. You want to be able to like um, not have to. Not well, what have to would say that. what would you do? Okay, so what would either of you boys do right now? If you were just hanging around some dude and then another friend walked up and the person introduced you as their best friend. Oh, man. Um, like, that's a weird scenario. Has that ever happened to either of you guys? And you were like, you look over the dude and you're like, um. I feel like it would be flattering, but it would create pressure. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I would, on one hand, be, uh, I, would, I would be flattered. I'd be uh, sort of pleased. But, but then I would feel... I'd feel pressure to do like best friend things with this person. Like, what are best friend things when you're at our stage in life? Like, do you have to go on vacation with them? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you have to take trips? I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, is there like is there like a quota of how often one has to share meals or beverages with this person? You're right. Like, or how often you have to call if you live in a different metro area? You know, it feels like a ton of pressure to me. I feel like the only way to handle that is you, you either play it very cool and you're like, we are great friends. And so you don't yeah. use best, but you just sort of acknowledge that yeah. this is a good friendship. Or you you sort of you way overplay it as a joke. Yeah. And you start using terms like bestie and BFF yeah. just to kind of draw attention to the absurdity of it. Right. I mean, right. do you guys even know any adults that like that talk that way? Because I like I don't like I can't think of anybody that that that's like telling me, oh, this is my this is my bestie. You know, like when, when we're hanging out, like I don't I can't even think of anybody that does that. Uh, do you think it's a do you think it it's gender specific? Oh, dangerous waters there. I know, well, that's why I posted it that way. Because I'm, I'm noticing gender. there might be waters. I'm not going in them. I don't see gender. I don't see color. Everybody's just amorphous and completely indiscernible to me. When and not best friends. friends. When and not best friends. Friend. Everybody's my best friend. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to best <laughs> friends, all best friends matter. Yeah, all, <laughs> that's it. All best friends matter. All best friends matter. So Hashtag I'm with us. You know what? I want, I want – talking about exclusivity though. In a podcast context, if, if podcasts were friends, I want to be the best friend to all of our listeners. You know what I'm saying? I want them wow. to be, yeah, I want them That's to be big. exclusive with us. That's big, man. Not I, that they don't ever hang out with any other podcast once in a while. Like you go catch a movie with, uh, you know, Reform Pubcasts or whatever, but we're. Oh, we're the they can do friend. better than that. Yeah, they can do better I mean, than they, that. Come on, y'all. At least go like doctrine and devotion or something. Those guys can at least be fun to hang out with. That's true. Wow. T, you just redefined the term. 
I want to be the best friend podcast, though. The best friend podcast. Hashtag best friend podcast. Are we your best friend podcast? Hashtag best friend podcast. You know what? That creates pressure, though, Ron. And I want to talk about pressure for our third um, and final topic. I want to talk about summer pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it seems like in the summers, there's a little bit of kind of unspoken pressure to have an amazing summer. You know what I mean? And just have it be awesome and so relaxing and so perfect and um yeah i don't know do the most amazing things with your kids do you guys do you guys feel this pressure in the summer is this a real thing i think with kids it definitely is <clears throat> not not because of the kids because uh one of the the great unknown secrets of parenting is that kids will be happy doing just about anything as long as you don't give them any other options um yeah, it's it's all of the other parents who are the problem Mm. Because so not too long ago, my my kids finished up school and uh, and you know so you hear all the the parents talking during the the you know they go pick up kids from school and where are you going on vacation this year and they're like we're going to Cabo and and this and that you know and and then not not all of us have the capacity to do that be it via time or money or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, then it is like you, you, there's this there's this momentary. Am I disappointing my children by only helping them enjoy their summer around town instead of traveling to exotic locations and uh, and spending gazillions of dollars to do so? So, yeah, there's there's definitely pressure until you just you have to sort of give yourself permission to be like, oh, wait, that's all ridiculous. My kids can have a perfectly happy life without without having all of that. All of that stuff, you know. What, take him to the Astro Motel there in uh, in what what town is that? Big Barstow. Barstow, yeah, of course, Barstow. I mean, <laughs> could it be any uh, anywhere else? Yeah, insulted. You forgot the name of that tea. Astro Motel in Barstow. Yeah, take do him what out. I did. Do what Ronald take, J. Martin did. His whole his take whole the Ron Martin vacation and take about 150 pictures on Instagram of of how amazing your time was at least at the Astro. Yeah. I'm still working it, baby. I'm working it for that sponsorship. Oh, I think it's going to happen. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think they have internet. They might not be able to get the (laughs) I want them to comp daddy the Rain Man sweep. Oh, you're going to get comp the Rain Man sweep, baby. There's no doubt about that, man. And I'm an old – I'm Astro alumni. You think you're you're not going to get that? You got the gold card, baby. You got the (laughs) – Astro gold card. You're diamond level Astro Astro Motel member. Elite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they even I, change. They even change out the slide from orange to green for me when I get there. They know how ooh, I. Ooh. They have a separate slide at the at the five foot end of the pool for you. <laughs> I know. I'm not a real tall dude. Okay, pipe. I get it. You had to. Go well, no. I'm talking about like the other ones at the four foot end of the pool. You get you get the the deluxe end. You know what? I don't see height. Everybody's the same height to me. Right. Exactly. Man. <laughs> Best friend podcast. Exactly. That's right. What pressure do you feel, Ron? I don't know. I it was. I just. It just kind of. It was a topic that just kind of uh, that kind of struck me a little bit because I know that like okay. So my wife, Big M, is she's kind of a summer junkie. She loves summer. So she's always like, I want to make the most of summer. I love the weather. Now that we're living in the Midwest, you know, you get you only get like three or four months of where it's kind of warmish out anyway. And <laughs> yeah. um, but like I'm but I'm different. Like I've never loved the summer. My whole thing is to get through the summer to get to the fall, like the the season I really love and want to get to. And so like my pressure is just getting through the summer. You know what I mean? Maybe not not necessarily. Yeah, I'm not a big summer guy. I never I never have been. You know, I'm not sweating. 
Well, because I don't like um, – so I grew up in SoCal, right, which means yeah. um, it was hot. It was 105 degrees, and I hate the heat. I mm. absolutely hate the heat. And so um, it was always just – I mean, in California, like July through September are the hottest months. So yeah. it's like, man, just get – like, please just – like, just get me through, right? Just get me through. In other words, like, kind of, you know, in, in response to what we just talked about a minute ago, summer, not my best friend, right? And um, so, yeah, I just want to get through it. But I also know that, like, when you talk to a lot of people, it's like, oh, no, summer's here. Like, the pressure's on. We got to do something awesome. But, like, growing up, I mean, we never, like, we didn't do, like, I was just happy to be out of school. I mean, that oh, was the one bonus of summer is that Amen. we didn't have to go to school. That's it. I mean, we didn't have to go anywhere, and we rarely did anyway. We took other vacations, but summer wasn't like the big moment other than I get to watch cartoons in the morning and play all day. That's Dude, it. you know what I did? I ate, uh, I, I ate um, sandwiches, like uh, bologna sandwiches, and I watched The Price is Right. That's like my memory of the summer. And, and I would do that until like noon, and then I'd call up a friend and play or like go to the pool or whatever. That, that, that was it. That was summer. Really, Big T, like you didn't eat you, – you didn't do cereal in the morning? You did bologna sandwiches, huh? Bologna sandwiches? No, bologna I have a bologna sandwich. sandwich at like 11 for an early lunch. You know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, I did cereal in the morning. Did you watch any of the really like old school – because, you know, we're, we're kind of the same age. Did you watch any of the old school like Monday, Tuesday through Friday programs like Leave it to Beaver and like – Oh, absolutely. You know, all the like, – like uh, Andy Griffith and – Brady Bunch, man. I was a big Brady, Brady Bunch. What yep. was the one? What was the one with the dolphin? The, the kid with the dolphin back from the from the sixties. What was that? You see, I don't remember the kid with the dolphin. That's a little before my time. All right. Well, it was before my time too. I so was oh, yeah, yeah. An older friend told us about it. <laughs> our best friend who's older told us about Andy it. Griffith, I I mean, <laughs> That's my thing. I don't see age. Everyone's the same age to me. <laughs> but clearly, somebody who was older told you about that. But yeah. It, if I did see age, it would be an older gentleman who told us about that. All ages matter. All oh, that. Good run. Yeah, that's it. Way to bring it back around, though. Just you know? keeping it, keeping it Wait. square. You know? Way to keep it square. What about, uh, so, okay, so summer then for us is apparently not a factor at all. Well, dude, it is for academics, though. Uh, I was going to say, like, on the college schedule, like, about... Oh, dude, yeah, you're off, man. Yeah, about three weeks before summer break rolls around, everybody starts asking, like, so... What are, what are the clucks doing this summer? You guys got big plans? Uh, okay. You know, yeah. Then, got any big plans? That's the question any- that's like, it's the loaded question yeah. because it's like, are you a good dad? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any money? Yeah, that's right. Uh, have you planned properly? Oh, and, yeah. Then, and then they're also, there's also a bit of nerves in the person asking it because they want to know if you have better plans than they do. Right. They want to know. They want to make sure their plans are better than your plans. So I feel like this year I'm killing it because of the whole Israel thing. So I'm leaving for Israel in a couple of days. And without the kids. Without the kids. So I feel like it's just a – I almost feel bad about how, how amazing it sounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, not, you're not used to just defeating your opponent in no, that I'm conversation. I'm not used to winning that thing. Usually I'm like, ah, oh, we're going to, you know, I don't know, drive to my parents or whatever. Like it's usually not that spectacular. But uh, Yeah, we're going to spend hours in a minivan. It'll be awesome. Yeah, we're going to spend hours in a minivan. We're going to, you know – stop and get fast food and then be at my folks for like a week. I don't know. You know, Ted, but- you know what, man, all, you know, to me, all plans matter. You know, I don't, I don't think all we- plans matter. I don't see good. Yeah. I don't see good or bad plans. plans. I don't know? see one plan is, is bigger or smaller than another plan. You know, right? they're all good. They're all equal in my eyes. Big R. 
Yeah, well, that's that's good, man. You got you got you got a summer vacation without the without the kids, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you're shipping them off to your parents. It sounds like so it's a win win for everybody, right? Is that is I'm that what I'm hearing? Lie. I'm I'm excited about that. I am. I'm well, and, and your and your kids are going to love being with with uh you know with your parents. I mean that that truly yeah. is a win, right? Dude, it is. It's a win for everybody, man. They're going to get. They're I mean, gonna they're going to write a book. They're going to write a book about that someday. You know, they are. I mean, yeah, they've actually already got a deal for it. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, wow, Crossway's given given those things out pretty. It's Crossway. Through, yeah, it's, yeah, they've been okay. they've been in talks with Justin Taylor about it. It's okay, been, it's been good. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't waste your summer vacation. Don't yeah, yeah. Don't waste your summer vacation. Exactly. Don't waste the ten days that your folks are in Israel. Is that? Exactly. Are you a little bitter that like your son's get, getting a deal with Crossway and you haven't been able to to, to get one out <laughs> with him yet? I mean, is that is Crossway is the one Christian publisher I haven't published with? No, I mean, is I'm, that is that something you're is that something you're dealing with? Is that some pain that's coming oh, out? That we could, it's so hurtful. It's so painful. And you know what? It could it could be construed as hurtful that you brought it up, but I'm I, I'm actually glad you did. Well, no, no, no. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm not. I'm not well, doing it to be snarky. I'm here for you. You know. It just because remember, you guys are best friends. Right? You know. Yeah, we're best friends. You know what? We're better friends for it. We are better friends for it. And I'm telling you this. Yeah. Um, Tristan's deal with uh, with Crossway is probably that. That is probably your road finally into Crossway. It's my inroad into Crossway and nepotism and, at its best. You know, oh, it's dude. been a little. It's been a little weird around around the breakfast table at our house. You know, yeah. with him. I feel like he just casually drops it into conversation. Like, well, oh. I mean, it didn't. I mean, we're, it's not weird with us, is it? Because he asked me to write the forward. I mean, is that yeah? Weird? So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, Tris, what are you doing today? He's like, Oh, I'm riding my bike to the pool and and thinking about my book of Crossway. I'm like, Dude, do you have to drop it into every conversation? <laughs> you know, Judas Priest. Yeah, I know, man. That's how kids can be, though, right? I mean, that's kid, how, that's, yeah, that's how kids can be. They're so that's thoughtless. Can be. Yeah, yeah, kids yeah. and authors. Yeah, kids and books and Crossway, man. I mean, Crossway just needs to tighten the rein on all those book deals they're given to, t- given to kids. I mean, I feel like he's been tweeting about it all the time. You know, yeah. it's like get over yourself. But but yeah. he's my kid, so I love him. I mean, obviously, of course, I'm because you can't because you can't say you don't love him. I couldn't be happier for him. <laughs> Let, let's talk about you know what? Let me let me do something weird here, and let me do a little uh, let me do a little prep here because uh, I want to talk about that next app, which is this idea. That whenever parents talk about something just literally deplorable that their kids do, they always yeah. got to qualify it with saying that. But I love my kid. What? What yeah. if you don't? Like, what if you? What if you don't love your kid? What if you? Or, or who in the world is going to assume that a parent doesn't? Yeah, right. 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 Like, if, if you don't like that they like scribbled on the walls or whatever. Of course, right. Yeah. So love them. As as I hear Ted talk about his uh, his latent jealousy over yeah. this book deal, it's there. My assumption is not Ted hates his kid. Right. Because that would be a, that would be outlandish. It would. Right. Right. Yeah. A, a so better I, assumption would be Ted hates that his kid has a book deal with Crossway. Yeah. Ted yeah. is jealous of his kid. Those are That's not right. the same thing. That's I mean, right. I think they're dang, I think there's a possibility of them bleeding <laughs> bleeding over. I mean, what if you get? I mean, wh- wait, who brought bleeding into this? There's no <laughs> violence going on here. Ted, Ted never threatened his child. Also, that we you know guys, of. it's Maxim. It's not Tristan. It's my 11 year old. Oh, it's Maxim. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, he's yeah. He seems more the wordsmith anyway. Oh um, boy, I tell Ted, you what. Can you yeah. confirm if that was a, a one or a three book deal though? It's a big R. It's it's a two book deal. Okay, uh, so okay. So that they hedged their bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I know it's a two book deal because the kid literally won't shut up about it. I mean, yeah. every conversation. It's, yeah, well, you'll have to you'll have to tell us what he's writing about at one point. I'm, I'm I sure will. he's still working yeah. it out. You know, we, we can cover that in a future app. Right. Yeah. The audience will want to know. Yeah. Just you know, just check Justin Taylor's Twitter periodically, and I'm sure he's I'm sure he's tweeting about. I it. think it's called the Professor's Kid. 
Yes, it's called the professor's <laughs> kid. <laughs> That's it. I love it. And so, and so and so he got a, uh, a church planter from Ohio to write the forward. It just That's makes right. sense. It fits. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, he need, he needed a little uh, little star power. I mean, let's let's be honest. Dude, good luck on his forward. Are you guys going to meet up for a couple of nights in Toledo and catch a Mudhens game just to kind of talk about the forward and where you're going to go with that? Or oh, Big T, I'm so sorry. Did he not? Did he not tell you that we already did that last month? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He was so, gone for a couple of days. Was, was it a figured. couple of days he was gone and you were wondering where he was? I yeah. mean, did you and Double K not discuss that? Baby? He must be on a I business mean, trip. You oh know. man, I feel. But so I guarantee, bad I now. guarantee you, when he tells you, he's going to be like, "I was hanging out with my." My best friend, uh, Ronnie yeah. Martin. My best friend and forward author on my Crossway book, <laughs> Ronald J. Martin. One of one of two books. Actually. Baby, we obviously yeah. have some serious conversing to do off the air to heal some wounds. And, there are uh, some deep, deep wounds. Let's assure our audience that we are going to be back. We're going to be stronger than ever on the next app. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Everything's okay. Hashtag Baby, are we okay? Us. Are we good? Are we okay? Oh, I think we're good. I'm good. Okay, I'm good, I'm good too. Know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I told him this is what I told this is what I told Maxim. I said I will write the foreword for your first book, but do not ask me to write it for book number two. You, that, that's between you and your pops. Mm, so that that's, that's good. that was the you stip. That was the yeah. stipulation I threw out at him. That's helpful, baby. That's really helpful. I respect you, boys. I know. I know that man. I know that that's coming through <laughs> in in crystal clear Zencaster audio. And um, you know, th- this episode has been. Wow, you know, just healing um, in in many ways. It's it's been redemption. raw and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Speaking it's been Tim redem- Keller. It's been re- redemption. Yes, it's been redemption. It's been redemptive. And um, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we should just trash the other episode that we recorded today and just roll with this one. Um, this we went from much- glum to to glee, didn't we? Glum to glad. That's the title of my crossway book, actually. <laughs> in one app, man, from glum to glad. From glum to glad. That's right. If you can get glorifying God in the subtitle, you've just nailed it. Ooh, All of the alliteration. Johnny P. Forward out of that, right? If it's already there. Yeah. It's already there. Actually, my best friend Barnabas Piper is writing the forward. <laughs> which is a thing that we decided in Toledo last week while, as we were watching a Mud Hens game together. Rachel the Hell I hope that's not hurtful for you. I mean, All I can think of right now is is the scene from The Hangover where Zach Galifianakis's character is sitting in the car singing, or maybe it's not in the car, but singing, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anybody could have. You know, Rachel the Held Evans, Rachel the Held Evans, Rachel the Held Big R, I agree. Until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. Resonate has helped us with our editing and mastering pretty much from the beginning of the podcast. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Mark and Jake do a fantastic and timely job with all sorts of podcast services. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast.
Hi friend, are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.